Welcome to the Indiana Kentucky Conference Podcast, a conference of the United Church of Christ. This podcast will feature messages, prayers, and will seek to be a place of respite for church leaders and lay people alike. I'm your host, the Reverend Cassidy Hall, Digital Minister of the Indiana Kentucky and Heartland Conferences. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey or journey in life, you are welcome here. Will you join me in a prayer from the Reverend Lorraine E. Leist? This is a pastoral prayer for clarity in the midst of confusion. Creator God, each day we live on the threshold of above and below, of inside and out. We live in spaces in between knowing and never knowing, between believing and questioning, between clarity and ambiguity. These spaces create confusion in us. Back and forth, we meander along a winding road that begins to feel like a labyrinth with no center, no exit, no way out. Too often, we live in stuck places like these. Gently and then violently, we rock back and forth, back and forth, craving something that feels certain. It feels as if there is no space for us to rest except within the vast universe of your love. In you, the feeling that no one accompanies us into the darkness diminishes. Instead, complete darkness is replaced when the tiniest ray of hope, hope found in the speck of light, feebly shines through, reminding us that you, when we fall to the ground, you will sit with us there. And when we finally feel able to stand up, you will steady us, then slowly, you will walk with us, in all times you will be with us. For this, God of bright, shining light, we are grateful. Thank you for the questions, the ambiguity, and for the disbelief. Through them, we travel closer to you. Thank you for the clarity, for knowing, and for answers when they come. So today I have with me the Disaster Preparedness Coordinator, Reverend Greg Denk. Thank you so much for joining me today, Greg. Glad to be here. You've been the Conference Disaster Coordinator since 2018. So first, what is the Disaster Preparedness and Response Ministry Team? And how did you first get involved? Well, the Disaster Response Preparedness and Response Ministry Team basically is... um, a ministry within the Indiana Kentucky Conference that is focused uh, primarily on um, preparing our our churches uh, in case of a disaster, as well as how do we respond to a disaster uh, within the geographic uh, boundaries of Indiana and Kentucky. One of the primary things we've done, um, I've been in this position, like you said, since 2018. I was a member of the disaster preparedness team probably since 2000, maybe 13. And I uh, was involved in uh, helping with the documents we put together for preparedness and things like that, as well as actually responding to, and going on work camps to help people uh, at mostly in that time in Eastern Kentucky that are dealt with previous floods or poverty stricken areas. This past year, 2020, uh, one in 2022 changed a lot of things because there were 
massive flooding in eastern Kentucky in March of 2021, and then the tornadoes in western Kentucky in December of 2022, and then again, I think it was June or July of this year, 2022, additional flooding in eastern Kentucky. So most of the work that we're doing at, at the conference right now is trying to respond by sending teams into those areas to help restore homes um, and, and families. The preparedness aspect of our ministry is, is putting documents, which are, is on our webpage, putting together documents that help churches and congregants to be better prepared for when a disaster might strike. And I think we can all agree that many times we say, well, it won't happen here, but it does. And we try to put a number of documents there to help people uh, be prepared, uh, better prepared, having a, a go kit in case of emergency, they have to leave right away. Do they have things in a bag or a suitcase or something they can take with them in immediate response, they have to evacuate. <clears throat> As I said, the big part of what we're doing right now, at least what I'm doing through the team is we're sending work camps into, into Western, Western Kentucky at this point, I assume, probably uh, in the spring of next year, we'll be sending teams into Eastern Kentucky as well. We're moving toward 90 to $100,000 in volunteered labor that is donated into Western Kentucky this year alone. So it does make a big difference of, of when these volunteers come and help for a week or a couple days to um, uh, restore homes. I got involved in this <clears throat> back in uh, when Hurricane Katrina went through New Orleans area. I was um, I was a, a in seminary at that time, and I was asked to join a team to go to to go to uh, Long Beach, Mississippi, to help uh, restore some areas down there. This was three months after the hurricane hit, and. That week I spent, it was Thanksgiving week, and it just changed my whole view of, of disaster and how people that have experienced that need help from others. So it became part of my ministry uh, when I became pastoring a church up here in Indianapolis, Pleasant Run United Church of Christ. That was a, main, a major part of the ministry of the church. We took multiple work camp trips throughout the country and I just it just seemed like when I resigned from that position it seemed logical that I would continue in the disaster response ministry and then when my predecessor decided it was time for her to uh, resign from this position as disaster coordinator I was asked by our conference minister if I would be willing to take that on so I was and here I am so been doing it now for four years, and um, hopefully we're making a difference in the lives of people, certainly in Kentucky, but there are disasters that hit Indiana as well, so we respond to those as well. Yeah, yeah, and and to find a lot of the information, those listening can go to ikcucc.org and click on the top where it says ministries, and then you'll find disaster preparedness. Um, another way to find that is going to ikcucc.org slash disaster preparedness. 
Greg, an, another question I want to ask you, just in terms of the fact that we are surrounded by so much disaster and so much crisis in our midst, in our congregations, in you know our personal lives, in so many different ways. And I wonder if you have any any words of wisdom for the endurance of dealing with disaster, the endurance of dealing with the different crises in our midst. Yeah, I, I just, I would just tell people that, you know, there is help coming. Uh, unfortunately, it takes time. You know, we're in Western Kentucky. Uh, frequently, I get a, I get asked, oh, are you st- the, do they still need help in Kentucky? Well, it's been 10 months, you know. They're going to need help for five years. It just takes that long to recover and get, make people whole. So we'll be there for the long term. We're long-term recovery. We don't do the immediate response, but we stay there until uh, and help out as long as there's a need out there. Uh, but uh, for the folks that are going through the endurance, I think one of the, the one of the things that that is satisfying to me is is when we go to these people's homes and we're helping them rebuild. Is it brings a sense of hope to them? because it is an overwhelming situation for many of them. There's so much damage and so much to do that they can't, many times they're just in a state of of flux because they don't know where to begin. And when we can go in and and give them help, and and certainly our teams and teams that follow us or teams that preceded us, they're seeing that and they're seeing that the people in the world do wanna help them and have come to their rescue uh, or to, to come to just help them. And I think that um, that alone brings encouragement. As far as myself and, and the workers on these work camps, yeah, it's grueling and it's hard. And But one of the things that I, uh, that I share with all the volunteers is work, work at a pace that you can sustain. Uh, my, one of my primary objectives is that the volunteers have a great experience and that they are safe. So... Um, each individual volunteer can kind of set their own pace and we don't put any demands on them. We provide the work opportunities and they can work however they feel safest and best at. And we do, we do offer a variety of jobs. So many volunteers would say, well, I, I would come, but I don't have construction skills. Well, you don't necessarily have to have construction skills. We have people in place that do have those skills that can tell us what to do and how to do it. And we can, uh, then we can just be a part of that and uh, and just follow instructions. So that's helpful. What a, what a testimony of hope for us to also remember in our own times of disaster and crisis that the phrase you said, there's help coming. Yeah, there's help coming. I mean, they see us and they, they know that they're not left alone. Uh, I'll just give you a, a quick uh, <clears throat> experience I had just a week ago. A gentleman was, uh, his whole house was destroyed in the tornado and he uh, had some construction knowledge. So he's building his house, but it's been become an overwhelming task. <clears throat> so the, the organization that I'm partnering with uh, asked that we go in and, and give him a hand. And before the week was out, uh, he still got a lot of work to do before the week was out. He says, you know what? He says, I, I, I can't thank you enough for being here and helping me because there's times I go home at night and I just want to give up. But he says, I know that I'm not in this alone. I have people helping me. And he says, in fact, when I finish my building, my house, 
I'm going to join teams like your teams and go out and help people that have experienced disasters. I think that's a transformational thing you see in people because they, they see, in our case, the hands of Christ working to help them. And they say they want to be a part of that to someone else in the future. Yeah. What a way for us to partner in being the church as the Indiana Kentucky Conference outside of our church walls. What a beautiful thing. And the other thing I'll say too, that I, uh, you know, because we all, we all come with different uh, worldviews, political views, uh, theological views. And honestly, in all the work camps I've been on, the central theme is we're the hands and feet of Christ. And we don't get into the, the weeds, so to speak, of all the other things that we could disagree on. We can agree on these people need help. We're called by Christ to do this. So let's go and do it. Amen. Amen. So Greg, if someone listening to this really wants to get involved and is eager to help, whether that be joining a work camp or whether that be financially supporting a work camp, what would they do next? Well, if they're wanting to donate uh, financially, they can send them the funds to the Indiana Kentucky Conference and just in the memo area, put Kentucky Recovery Fund. If they want to volunteer time, they can either uh, contact me directly, uh, go to the IKC uh, webpage for the disaster ministry, and they can fill out an application and send it to me. Or if they want to come as a group, as a church, then uh, I would ask for a lead person from that church to contact me and let me know that they're interested in coming. I normally need about a six-week lead time to uh, set up a work camp, uh, whether it's in whichever part of Kentucky it is, uh, and uh, make sure I have a housing situated as well as the labor and the uh, uh, construction partners in place. Uh, but it's pretty easy to do, and we're always looking for volunteers. And trust me, no matter what your skills are, we can use you. Thanks so much, Greg, for, for joining and for sharing more about this important ministry and the ways we can be a part of it. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for listening to today's episode from the Indiana-Kentucky Conference of the United Church of Christ. You can find out more about us at ikcucc.org.